Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Tyler Spencer, and this is Wiretapped, or, sorry, Wiretap. I'm so used to saying, I think that was the old name. I, I think I was going to be Wiretapped before, but it's Wiretap. I guess that doesn't even matter, but <clears throat> welcome back to Wiretap, where Soon to bed we will be heading because the sun is always setting. You get it? Because we have the sunset lamp. And, okay. That was an idea I had way at the very beginning of doing this, and I canned it for obvious reasons. And now I regret even saying that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, how's it going, guys? This is, this is the Thanksgiving edition, I figured. Um... I did one for Halloween, and I figured I'd do one for Thanksgiving. So I have lunch here with me. It's just two turkey. I think it's actually I don't know if it's. I think it's chicken bacon ranch subs from Walmart, and uh, a thing of sweet iced Milo's tea here. And uh, we're just going to hang out for a little bit, have a little Thanksgiving meal. I feel like every time I do this podcast, I'm in a different place. But, you know, I'm back at home for Thanksgiving, back at my parents' house. So they're gone. I'm house-sitting for them. I figured, you know, I'm just going to do this in the living room. Got a big recliner. It's Thanksgiving. I'm the uncle who falls asleep after having a big Thanksgiving meal and we just won't leave. Um, <clears throat> today, though, let me get this all situated. I really should have thought this through a little more. How am I going to eat this food while I'm holding the mic? I should have done the setup or the this mic stand for this episode. Oh, God. Okay. But how are you guys doing? Good? Good? <laughs> I'm living like a king over here. This is this is where it's at. So, this past week, <clears throat> I'm uploading this one a little bit late, I have to admit. I hate that I've been doing this. I will Sunday I want it to be my upload day, but sometimes it just like fall a little behind, I upload it like uh, um, like the Wednesday after usually, that's kind of what I'm doing today, but you know, nobody watches this shit anyway, so, <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about today some things I've been thinking about over the past week, and maybe get to my main, I wrote up a whole thing for this episode, kind of talking about my dreams. Not the kind you have while you're sleeping. No, 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 not that kind of dream. My dreams in life. What do I want? What do I want in life? What is what is the peak of my life? What 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 do I envision that being? Well, let's let's talk about it a little bit. I wonder if this is too quiet. Oh no. Should I restart this? Is this too quiet? Hmm. No. Okay, just checked on my, uh, my, what do you call it? My mixer? I don't know. My interface. Everything looks fine. We'll see, I guess, when I record for an hour and a half, and none of this sounds usable. <laughs> so, let's just, let's just get on with this. Um... We'll maybe get to the dreams and life thing later. I don't know if I want to get that heavy. This is Thanksgiving. But I do want to, Okay, okay. Another thing. I've been forgetting. I totally forgot I even said I'd do this. I've been forgetting to do the wreck at the end of each episode. How long have I been forgetting to do this and nobody's told me? Dude. Maybe it's just been one episode. I don't... I don't actually know. <laughs> But, um, let's just go here. I made some notes. 
Yeah, I forgot to do a wreck for last week. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I have on the Google Doc. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do two wrecks this episode, but I am going to get try and get back into doing the, the wrecks. Because I like doing that kind of stuff, and I am inspired on a weekly basis, and I would love to share that inspiration. Um, but I do want to say, over the past week or two, dude, my self-control has been the worst it's ever been in my entire life. It is insane how little self-control I've had lately. I don't know why. Usually I can keep myself pretty pretty um, whipped into shape, stick to my own rules, but dude, I'm just eating terribly. I'm not going to work out. Maybe it's because it, it gets dark so soon now. It seems like out of nowhere that the air outside is just incredibly cold. It's we're in freezing temps. Whereas it, it feels like just a week ago, I could go outside shorts and a t-shirt. It's, I mean, maybe like 70 something degrees. So it's kind of chilly, but wait, Oh God, I'm going to sound like such a dumbass. Do people keep their, okay. Okay. Hold on. Before I sound like a total dumbass, I meant to say 60s. Okay. Temps have been in the 60s and it feels cold. I feel like people, I was going to compare it to your thermostat at home, and I feel like people get into, like they're very passionate about what they keep their thermostat at. So people keep it at 68 and think that's okay. That seems very cold to me. But anyway, it's been in the 60s lately, and it feels like kind of chilly and then out of nowhere it was just 30s 30s every night into the 20 i think it got to like 23 the other night and then you know we had um um the time change happen so every it gets darker at like 5 30 6 o'clock it's pitch black outside whereas before i felt like it could be 7.38, and then it's dark outside. I don't know. I mean, this stuff happens every year, and people always talk about it every year, but I feel like just this year, it came out of nowhere, and it happened so suddenly. And it's got me messed up. I'm less likely to go work out and run around the track near my apartment if it's fucking freezing outside. So... That maybe plays into that. But, I mean, there's other things where I haven't been the type of guy to crave unhealthy foods. Like, I'll feel bad eating healthy food. I'll feel guilty. And I'll be like, okay, I just need to straight up eat healthy for the next couple weeks. And I, I can do that. I'll be like, you know, I don't want to do this, but I have to do it. No, no, no. That has not been happening lately. I have just been like... <laughs> on a nightly basis gonna splurge <laughs> every night and i'm like yeah, i never get to do this so i'm gonna splurge tonight oh yeah i did do it yesterday and the night before but you can do it tonight too it's so messed up what is wrong with me <laughs> and it's not just that i'll be like um so i have some classes that offer the online option like, you can come into class or you can zoom in. And I think it's not really, it's like an unspoken thing that you should probably come in and you're kind of looked down on <laughs> if you don't come in. But I just haven't been coming in. I just zoom in and just sit there and do something else for a while. And I haven't been able to stop myself from doing that. I'm just... Maybe it's the, the end of the semester. I'm worn out. Maybe it's something to do with that. Like I'm reaching my, my I'm just ready for it to be over point. But God, I feel bad about it. Like <laughs> I feel bad because I can't control myself lately. Uh, but I think I'm kind of getting a hold of myself again. 
maybe it's just a little phase. Um, partially, I feel like I have zero energy to do anything. Like, it, additional to it being so cold and dreary outside, getting dark so early. I'll just think also, and hey, maybe this is like seasonable, season, not seasonable, this is like seasonal depression, but I just will not have the energy. I'll think, I need to go for a run tonight, I have so much free time tonight, I should go for a run or exercise, and I'll think, I'll just visualize myself there, and I'll think, man, how am I going to get up to running speed and maintain that for any amount of time? I have no energy right now. I feel like I could just straight up go to sleep right now. There is, my tank is empty. I don't think I could get up to a run. Even though I have I hadn't done anything all day. It's not like I'm worn out from a long day. No, it's haven't really done anything that day. I've gone to school and all, and that's like mentally taxing. But other than that, nothing. So... <laughs> One of the cats is staring at me here. <clears throat> but yeah, I've felt incredibly guilty about that lately. And I think I'm coming out of it. I hope I'm coming out of it. But I've been wanting to get to this for a while. And this kind of plays into my dreams speech. Not speech. Speech. No, not speech. What am I, I keep saying speech. No, discussion okay Ooh, ooh. no i've already said it i gotta go into it. i was gonna change the topic but i gotta i've already started it rick rubin i watched a few weeks ago uh, his podcast with joe rogan and dude i love that guy so much i don't particularly know much about him but Every time I see an interview with him, it is incredibly inspiring to me. Oh, oh. The cats are attacking. Oh, God. <laughs> scary. Anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. It is incredibly inspiring to me. The things he's done in his life and just his philosophy on music and just how he... He's made so many, or he's produced so many legendary albums. You know, you got to think, um, sure, maybe there's producers out there that have just gotten lucky, and they're just, just as good as everybody else, but they just got lucky and happened to produce these legendary albums just by circumstance. He had connections or whatever, and it, they weren't legendary albums particularly because of them. It was more so his luck you can't say that about rick rubin you can't even throw that idea out there just if you if you don't know much about rick rubin or you don't even know who he is look up the list of albums that he has produced sometime do it right now fuck you <laughs> i don't care if you're on the highway driving look it up pull it. okay actually don't do that don't do that i uh, don't want to get sued um, look it up sometime. It is, and I didn't even plan this. Maybe I'll just read off a few to for you guys in case you don't want to look it up. It is insane how many albums that have changed everything in music and he's been a part of it. This is not just luck. There, there's something about him that brings something out in people or his talent that has, God, my cat is biting on a metal pole. Okay. Okay. So this list here is, it goes back to the eighties. That's when he started. He holds eight Grammys man and he has numerous producer of the year awards no wonder dude okay so 
the list is very long and extensive. A lot of these albums I haven't even heard of, to be honest. But I'm going to go through and kind of pick out some of the, the most notable ones. Or the ones that I, at least are most notable for me. Um, in the 80s, he worked with the Beastie Boys, Slayer, Run DMC. Um, he was talking about on the podcast with Joe Rogan. Uh, there's that song Aerosmith did with Run DMC. No. These cats lay lay around and sleep all day. And as soon as I'm recording this podcast, they start playing with a clanky ball. Really? Okay. I think they stopped. Um, but what's that song? What's that Aerosmith song? Aerosmith, Run DMC. Walk This Way. He talks about, in the podcast, how that was unheard of at the time. Integrating rap and rock, meshing them together. And how it just kind of changed everything. I think when he made... He was talking about when he made it, nobody really gave a shit. And then like two weeks later, it was on every radio station in the country. I love stories like that. Um, but, you know, in the 80s, I don't really see too many that stick out to me. I mean, I'm sure all of these are really great albums, but... I think when he got to the 90s here is when shit was just going crazy. It's funny. He did. He produced a lot of things for Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian. I did not know that. Oh, okay. So Slayer. He did Seasons in the Abyss for... I don't know much about Slayer, honestly, but Blood Sugar Sex Magic. By the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Legendary album. Dude. Uh, what Hits by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, great. Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Greatest Hits. Um, Johnny Cash. American Recordings. Another Slayer. Tom Petty, Wildflowers. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Live, Rare Remix Box. Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Plasma Shift, Nine Inch Nails, Further Down the Spiral. Red Hot Chili Peppers, One Hot Minute. Damn, he worked with them a lot in the 90s. ACDC, Ball Breaker. <laughs> Slayer again, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers again. LL Cool J, Johnny Cash, Unchained. Uh, <laughs> System of a Down, Demo Tape 3, Slayer Again, Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, the VH1 Storytellers, System of a Down, System of a Down Album, Cheryl Crow, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Echo, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication, Dude, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and Californication. Debatably two of Red Hot Chili Peppers' most famous albums. Dude. I mean, that alone would have made him, would have given him so much notoriety. But he, I mean, it doesn't stop there. Let's, let's get into the 2000s. Johnny Cash, American 3, Solitary Man. Rise Against the Machine, Renegades. Um, System of a Down, Toxicity. Legendary album. And I, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of legendary albums, too, that I just don't know of. Red Hot Chili Peppers, By The Way. Uh, yeah. Johnny Cash, American 4, The Man Comes Around. That, I remember that album being so big. People loved that album. System of a Down, Steal This Album. Limp Biscuit. Results May Vary. I think that one has, a. Uh, that big Limp Biscuit song on it. It's like break stuff or something. I don't know. Lots of Johnny Cash and Rise Against the Machine. Slipknot, Volume 3. Weezer, Make Believe. 
dude. It's like, dude, every, this guy's got the Midas touch. Like, everything he touches turns to gold. I mean, on make-believe, you have debatably the most well-known song by Weezer, Beverly Hills. I mean, that that's debatable, sure, but, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, maybe that's not the most well-known song. This is this is why it's debatable. There are so many songs on the Blue album that I mean that's what made them pop off, but I feel like as big as the Blue album is, Beverly Hills transcends that almost. It it's Beverly Hills is just on a different level. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying probably sound like such a dumbass to the Weezer fans out there. Uh, Shakira, Limp Biscuit, Greatest Hits, Neil Diamond, 12 Songs, Johnny Cash, The Legend of Johnny Cash, System of a Down, Hypnotize, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stadium Arcadium. Dude. Dude. Dixie Chicks, Taking the Long Way. I think that's a really big album. I don't listen to the Dixie Chicks, to be honest. Justin Timberlake, Future Sex slash Love Sounds. Huge album, dude. More Johnny Cash. Linkin Park, Minutes to Midnight. This is such a pivotal album for me in my personal music career slash life. This album I will still go back to and just listen to it all the way through. I... I it's such a good album. Oh, man. And I think it changed so much for Linkin Park, too. I think this album really is, is like a staple of the time period. 2007. Um, what There were songs on this album that were in movies. Maybe it was like Transformers. Or maybe Linkin Park did a, a separate song for Transformers. Um, one of these songs, it was like in Twilight or something, right? I don't know. I don't know. I just know such a, oh God, such a legendary album, dude. Okay, let's keep going. Kanye West, classic song classic by Kanye West Nas and KRS-One produced by Rick Rubin sick okay Coheed and Cambria Good Apollo Neil Diamond Home Before Dark Weezer The Red Album dude Pork and Beans Troublemaker Dude, <laughs> see, it's just sometimes uh, this isn't the first time I've looked at this list, by the way. I look at this list from time to time and I just I do this same thing. I'll go, oh, my God, what? <laughs> um, Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son, his album Seeing Things. I don't know much about him honestly but rick rubin produced it he's the one that has the song one headline y'all know that one one headlight oh the wallflowers that's the name of the band he is uh he's the singer of that band How does the how does the song go other than the one headline part? Um Oh yeah. Come on, try a little. Nothing is forever. There's got to be something better than in the middle. But me and Cinderella put it all together. We can drive it home. 
with one headlight. <laughs> uh, God, it's such a good song. Not produced by Rick Rubin, though. Um, I think the album after that is the one produced by him. Which Actually, no, wait a second. Jacob Dylan Albums. I think that the one that uh, uh, Rick Rubin produced might be his third album. Or no, oh, wait, that was, it just said Jacob Dylan. That might be Jacob Dylan's first album, but the Wallflowers are a different thing. That's his, his band. Yeah, Bringing Down the Horse with one headline on it came out in 1996. Seeing Things is a self-released album, or under his own name, I should say. That came out in 2008. Okay. Not important, but I guess worth noting. Metallica, we're back to the list now. Metallica Death Magic. Legendary album. Pete Yorn, back and forth. Why does that sound so familiar to me? Seems like Don't Want to Cry is a notable song on this album. I don't know. Um, the Avett Brothers, I and Love and You. Okay, let's go into the 2010s now. Johnny Cash, American Six. Dude, he worked with Johnny Cash a ton. Um, the next Linkin Park album, A Thousand Sons, another pivotal album for me. I don't know how well he... Or <laughs> how well he... <laughs> I don't know how... Well, that album was received... And still is received, but I loved that album, A Thousand Sons. And it, it, it made such a huge impact on me. Uh, me and my one of my best friends, Austin Smith, we used to talk about that album all the time when it came out. It was an album we were obsessed with in middle school, and we would we would just reference it all of the time. Hmm. I'm just looking at the track list right now. And uh, it's just reading these names brings back so many memories. Oh, man, such a good album. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to that album today. Okay. Billy Corgan. Ogalala. Ogalala? I don't know. Seems a little fucking racist. What the fuck? The album cover has like Native Americans on it with feathers in their headdress. And this came out in 2017. It was his first solo album since his 2005 debut. Okay, maybe there's something there that explains all this. I don't know. I, I know nothing about that album. Eminem Revival. That's a big album, right? I don't know. Ruin Brothers. I love this album. I heard a podcast with the Ruin Brothers where they talked about working with Rick Rubin. All My Shades of Blue. This is a great album. Um, 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 the Avett Brothers Closer Than Together, that's 2019, but The Strokes, The New Abnormal, one of my favorite Strokes albums. The Strokes are one of my favorite bands of all time. Maybe as of right now, as of today, my, maybe not today, as of lately, you know, intermittent, every day my new band is different, my new favorite band is different. The Strokes are my favorite band a lot of that time. So I'm just grabbing my little sweet tea here. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, man. That is some good tea. But the new Abnormal, it, it's such a good album. The Strokes won a Grammy for it. I mean, 
the Grammys are a fucking sham anyway. It's a scam, a sham, bam. But it's still cool that they got a got a Grammy for that album. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love came out in 2022. We're in the 2020s now, obviously. And I think they released, the Red Hot Chili Peppers released two albums like back to back because Return of the American Canteen also came out. You got uh, Imagine Dragons 2021 and 2022. I don't care about them. I haven't listened to either of those albums, but. Oh man, 2013. I, how did I. How do, whoa, whoa. How did I miss all these? Oh my god, the 2010s. He. Whoa. <laughs> I, I completely skipped the 2010s. I went straight to the 2020s. Okay. Oh, I didn't skip the 2010s. I just. What the fuck is wrong with me? Okay, Thousand Sons. Josh Groban, Illuminations. I, I think that's a big album. Kid Rock, Born Free. Adele, 21. Dude legendary album red hot chili peppers i'm with you that was a pivotal album for me too uh, metallica beyond magnetic lincoln park a thousand suns plus i didn't even know that was a thing lincoln park living things that was big at the time uh there's a single off that that i heard on the radio all the time what was it let's check it out living things living things track list Lost in the Echo, In My Remains, Burn It Down, Lies, Greed, Misery, I'll Be Gone, Castle of Glass. Hmm. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> Maybe Burn It Down was the single. Oh, yeah. It was the lead single. Would this be bad to just listen to it very briefly just so I know what it sounds like? Burn It Down, Burn It Down, Burn It Down by Linkin Park. Burn It Down. Okay. I hope you all can't hear this because I'm just playing on my phone. Oh, I remember this. That's how the little synth part goes. Oh my god, yeah, I remember it now. I'm breaking it down to burn it down. Can't wait to burn it to the ground. Y'all remember this one? Come on, everybody, sing it with me. Okay, anyway, off of that bullshit. Um, <clears throat> God, I'm just, I'm getting a sneak peek at some other ones here, and I'm like, whoa. Um, ZZ Top, La Futura, Ava Brothers, The Carpenter, Lana Del Rey, Paradise, legendary album for me personally. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame covers EP by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't even know that existed, and I want to listen to that. That sounds cool. Dude, what songs are on that? Track listing is A Teenager in Love by Dion and the Belmonts. I don't know that song. Havana Affair, Search and Destroy, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, I Get Around by the Beach Boys, Suffragette City by David Bowie. Havana Affair by the Ramones. Dude, what? Search and Destroy by Iggy Pop. Uh, the Stooges. Um, Everybody Knows This Is a Nowhere by Neil Young. See, a lot of these I don't know, but I want to know them. I should know them. Sick. Okay, I'm going to come back to that later. Um, Let's keep going. Lincoln Park Living Things Plus. It's just like the bonus album, I guess. 
Black Sabbath 13, Kanye West, Yeezus, dude. I didn't even know Rick Rubin produced this shit, but I love this album. Oh my God. And crazy that Rick Rubin produced it. What does that mean, though? Kanye West is a producer himself. What did Rick Rubin do for him? Maybe just... I don't know. On site, black skinhead. I'm a god. New slaves. Hold my liquor. Blood on the leaves. So many hits on this album, dude. It is insane. Jake Bug, Shangri-La. If you have if you haven't heard of Jake Bug, listen to Shangri-La or Oh, what is that other album? It's got the black and white cover. What is it? Oh, I think it's just self-titled, maybe. Jake Bug, Jake Bug. Come on. It is just self-titled. Came out in 2013. Or 2012, sorry. Shangri-La came out in 2013. But Lightning Bolt, the first song on this album so good i think two fingers the next song is really good too he's such he's got such a unique voice and unique sound and shangri-la i know that i I think i liked that album a little bit more than his self-titled um it's just so good dude just listen to it oh man and i didn't even oh man Rick Rubin produced that album. No wonder it's good. Linkin Park Recharged. It's a remix album. Okay. Cool. Lady Gaga Art Pop. David Brothers Magpie and the Dandelion. Red Hot Chili Peppers I'm Beside You. Uh, I think that's the single that it's talking about there. Ed Sheeran, X. Damien Rice, my favorite faded fantasy. Legendary album. Wu-Tang Clan, A Better Tomorrow. Youssef, Tell Him I'm Gone. Kanye West, Life of Pablo. Whoa. Whoa. Star Wars Headspace is an electronic music compilation album executively produced by Rick Rubin and Kevin Kusatsu. It compiles electronic dance tracks and acts including Claude Von Stroke, Flying Lotus, and Royce Royce Sculp. What is I've never heard of this. It featured sound effects and dialogue from the Star Wars films, but does not contain any of John Williams' music for the series. That sounds interesting. Not even, like, that big of a Star Wars fan, but just, like, a dance electronic album that takes sound effects from Star Wars. Doesn't that just kind of sound, like, badass and creative with a bunch of various artists? James Blake, The Color, and Anything. I don't fully know that one, I think. I don't know. Avid Brothers, True Sadness, Billy Corgan. Okay, I think this is where... I don't know what happened. I don't know how I skipped down to this. Um, but, yeah, this is just picking up on this shit I said before. But, dude, okay. To come back to my main point. You could get away with saying that a lot of producers get lucky and just have connections to already great bands, and that is why they have produced good albums. You can't say that about Rick Rubin. That that list of albums that were that insanely good, that's not luck, my friend. He, th- there's some kind of magic within him that is transferred to these artists or it's like his talent for producing. I I don't know, dude, there's just something there. And it's so, so inspiring to me. 
and this is all to say that podcast with Joe Rogan, I don't really listen to Joe Rogan, but when he has somebody notable on, I'll, I'll give it a listen. And uh, when I saw he had Rick Rubin on, I thought, I have to listen to this. Have to listen. And they talked about this idea of talent versus hard work. And then and, and that pertaining to success, specifically in the music industry, I think. And Joe Rogan was you know, relating that to comedy. Because I, I don't think Joe Rogan really does music stuff. He, he likes music, but I, I don't think he plays any kind of music. But that just got me thinking about myself. I'm in the music industry on a very small level, of course, on an almost non-existent level. <laughs> but it just makes me think, you know, th- th- they were talking the whole time about you know, some people's hard work makes up for their lack of talent. So there's a lot of people in the music industry who maybe aren't even that talented, but they made it because they grinded their ass off and they you know, they did what to their ass? No. <laughs> they they grinded until they got to got to a level of success that they were content with. And now, I hate to say it, I mean, but I feel it makes me disappointed in myself because I feel like I grind pretty hard to create music and I don't think I'm really that talented or special in in the music industry. Like in terms of everybody out there who makes music, there's nothing I do that millions of other people can't and don't already do. So that just makes me think, man, maybe I'd just makes me think my only way to success is through hard work, which you would need hard work anyway. But I mean, like hard work, harder than any, than those millions of people ahead of me. And I don't think I could even do that because I think I already work pretty hard. But, you know, there's that saying that's like no matter no matter what you do, there's someone who does it better than you. And I just have that stuck in my mind where I grind so hard, but there's always going to be someone doing it harder than me. But that also brings up the question is, you know, I don't want, you know, success. Maybe Rick and Joe were talking about success as in like getting on the Billboard Top 100. I don't want that. I would be content with just... Uh, enough enough success to go on tour and live off the money made from that tour that would be the most fulfilling thing in my life oh my tea is about to spill yeah but to to even get to that point i don't i think that is definitely attainable for me but and I don't think they talked about this in the podcast either, but I think there is a huge level of luck that goes into even to even getting to that level of success. And this is something not a lot of people talk about, but being charismatic. In order, okay, so connections are big. People always say that. Connections will take you anywhere you want to go. But in order to get connections and maintain connections, you have to be charismatic. And I don't think I have that. And that's so unfortunate. I wish I was charismatic. I wish I wish when people saw me and talked to me, even just from me saying hello, I wish people liked me. And that's such a valuable thing. There, there are people, I'm sure everybody has a story of you know, someone they know where just from seeing them, just looking at them, you, you, anybody likes them immediately. I don't have that. Sometimes I even think I have the opposite of that. I think I have to work fucking hard to get people to even remotely 
like me or want to be my friend. And it's such a bummer because I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that is my only real pathway to success on the level that I want. And I don't have that. And I don't think there's a way that I can attain that. I think it's something with the way you look and just your energy you give off and your personality. Uh, And I just don't have it. There's nothing I can do about that. Just taking a sip of my tea. (laughs) Damn, that's some good tea. Um, But... Anyway, it, it, it really gets me. I am inspired when I hear them talk about talent versus hard work. It gives me a glimmer of hope. But it also brings into question and, and gets me down on myself and thinking, okay, maybe there's a reason nobody, you know, I've been doing this for like 10 years and still nobody listens to my music really like I definitely have people listen to my music but they're my friends you know in a way they're kind of obligated to support me I mean they aren't obligated to obviously but it's like they're my friend they want to support me you know it it just makes me think okay it's been this long I'm not something isn't right Something is not right. I have been doing something wrong. Who knows what it is, but I've been doing something wrong for the past 10 years in order to not have gained any level of success. You know, I'm still, okay, I don't want this to sound like I'm ungrateful and that I've wasted my time with music. No, I am content with the music I've created over the past 10 to 12 years and I don't regret any any bit of that. You know, I want to keep creating stuff even if nobody ever listens to it. But in terms of success and maybe making something out of this and hopefully living off this one day, that would be my dream. It's like, dude, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, it's, it's hard to put the blame really anywhere else aside from my music is just I want to say shit (laughs) but I feel like that's too because I don't think it's shit I like my music but in terms of public opinion my music is ass and not good and subpar and not worth listening to and it's hard to put the blame anywhere else other than on that because i believe if you make good stuff people will listen i mean it's it's as simple as that i mean make something good people will listen it goes from there i must not be making something good And that's really disappointing because I because of how hard I try to make something good and how much I've changed and evolved over time into something that I think is the best version of myself that I've I've ever been. But oh man. It's like what am I doing wrong? What could I do differently? And maybe this comes down to the talent thing. Maybe I'm just not talented enough to make good music Hmm. so disappointing and and you know okay maybe i'll give myself the benefit of a doubt maybe i do make good music but it's just not good enough to warrant anybody giving it a second listen you know maybe it's good enough for like that first listen and then I, i see music as you listen to it you like it you want to listen to it more because that experience was so enjoyable listening to that first time. Maybe my music is people listen to it, they enjoy it, but it's not enjoyable enough to listen to again. It's 
mid. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. And I put my all into music, dude. I don't know how I could do any more to make it more enjoyable. I feel like everything I create is light years better than the last thing I've created. And yet I still am in the same position I was like 10 years ago, which is crazy to think. Man. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. I, and I think about this a lot. You know, I go through this whole conversation in my head very often. And maybe, maybe there is something to my music. Maybe it's just that it hasn't been exposed to enough people to gain any kind of traction. Okay? Maybe I could put forth that idea. What if my music is a, a fishing net, okay? You know, one of those nets you cat, you throw out, and let it sink down, and when you pull it up, all the fish are in it. The fish are listeners that, like, want to be... Uh, that, like, return to listen to my music. We'll say that. Maybe that net is incredibly tiny. You know, I, I post my music out there. I do put my music out there, but I mainly put it out there on my Instagram where only my friends follow. How have I exposed that music to new people? I really haven't. So my net is tiny and I'm, I'm fishing in the pond in my backyard, <laughs> This is such a shitty analogy. <laughs> but I need to make my net bigger and I need to take it to the fucking ocean, dude. What is what is that ocean in real life? Not the analogy. What what is the ocean? Fuck if I know. If I knew, I'd be doing it right now. <laughs> Leave a comment down below. Tell me what I can do to cast to make a bigger net and cast it in the ocean. Cause I have no clue, dude. Oh, yeah, my brother is coming home today. And he might come in while I'm recording this. He just texted me, Leave the door unlocked. So he might be getting here soon. I don't want to rush this, but I might need to might need to start wrapping it up just in case cuz I don't want him to come in. I want to have a I want to have a good ending, but back to what I was saying. We'll go until until I feel like this is done. I don't care. Um What is the ocean? What is the ocean? I don't think the ocean is one place. I think the ocean evolves with time and i've talked about this before i feel okay actually no maybe, maybe the net the type of net is what evolves with time maybe the net right now is is tiktok i feel like so many artists are getting discovered on tiktok and that that's like one of the best ways to get your music out there it's just like i don't know how to do it and maybe and this is the thing what i'm such a dumbass Everything I've done, everything I've picked up, every hobby I've picked up in my life, you always start by just throwing yourself into it and experimenting, getting a grip of what you think is best and going along with that. Did that make any sense? Okay, maybe maybe I should word that a little differently. When you're starting a hobby or doing anything that you don't know how to do, throw yourself into it, make mistakes, and learn from that, and you will just naturally get better with time. You know, with guitar, just fuck around, learn some shit. It's going to sound like ass at first, but just do it. This is a, a thing I wrote in my notes to remind myself uh, of in these situations, and I can't believe I'm just now getting to the point where I'm realizing this, that I need to apply this to TikTok. Okay, the, this, is, this is a reminder to myself. The only way you can learn how to make some good shit is if you make a lot of really bad shit. 
that might sound like a joke, <laughs> but that is that actually helps me it, it, with a lot of things, like especially with music. I'll think, oh, why am I why am I doing this? I'm just gonna make something bad. Yeah, that's the fucking point, dude. Make bad stuff. Make a hundred bad songs that just sound like ass. Your next song, or at least one of those shitty songs, will turn into a great song. You know, with a little bit of work, you'll learn how to make a hundred bad songs, and then you'll say, okay. Instead of making a song like those 100 bad songs, I'm going to make a great song now. I need to do that with TikTok. I need to have a melodramatic TikTok. It's called at melodramatic official. And I just haven't been posting music stuff on it lately. I've been doing mostly... Mostly... Bits, like comedy bits. And you could, you could argue that they aren't even the comedy bits. It's just shit I think is funny. And I, yeah, I don't know why I do it. I think nobody follows the melodramatic Instagram. So, and I like to keep it that way. I think I intentionally blocked people I know because I want to be able to post freely there without, and I, I still don't even post freely on it, but I just like throwing shit out there and seeing what sticks. Okay. And I need to do that with my music. And you know what, maybe I'll do that as soon as I, because I know this has got to be a thing I've said for weeks now. Like, okay, I'm going to post a TikTok with my music, but I get so in my head about it. I'm like, okay, TikToks I make will get zero views, like just straight up, not a single view. And I know what you're thinking. It's because there's something vulgar in it. No. There will be nothing wrong with it. Nothing You could show it to a toddler and it'd be safe for them to watch. But for some reason, it just gets thrown on the back shelf of TikTok and will get straight up zero views. I don't know why. I'm still trying to kind of learn the TikTok algorithm. But I'm just so afraid of pouring like literal hours of work into making a video like a music related video for TikTok and then it getting zero views and that would just be heartbreaking to me. I'm afraid of that. Maybe I just need to start making content, music related content with melodramatic that is so easy to create that it's like, oh yeah, I have no reason to not post a TikTok today, you know? Like literally just me with my guitar playing Something. It could even be something funny, too. You know, there's that meme with the Arts and Monkeys song, Do I Want to Know? The... And then there's those memes that are like, Do you know how it feels to drive a Ford truck? <laughs> Some shit like that. Maybe I could do a meme like that, where I'm playing that song and I just say some wild stuff. Who knows? Maybe that's what I'll do after... After I turn off the podcast here. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and add that to next week. I'm going to give you guys an update on how that TikTok went. Uh, mom, let me write that down so I don't forget in my Google Doc. Okay, it's frozen. Great. Update on TikTok. Posted. After podcast ended. Okay, so this is just what I'm thinking. We'll see what I actually do. Either do something meme like that, where I, I do like the Dark to Monkey song, or I do a very brief cover of an Alex G song. Because I'm still, you know, you, you guys know how I am. Still obsessed with Alex G. And that was kind of, I wanted to talk about him a little bit today, but I'll save that for next week. Uh, maybe I'll do a little, little cover. Or maybe I'll do an original song. And I'll just say, let me know what you guys think. Fuck, maybe I'll post all three throughout the week. Who knows? We'll come back. We'll come back to that next week. But 
na, 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 na. But yeah, back to the main point. TikTok, I really need to utilize it more. I really need to start start an R&D department in melodramatic. I need research and development into expanding. Because where I, I'm doing something wrong. And I think a lot of music people would say, yeah, you got to get out there and play some shows. I don't think I have the time or confidence to do that. And I don't know how much that would actually yield in terms of listeners. Uh, I've talked about that before, but I don't know. It's just so stressful for like a multitude of reasons because I want, I'm always thinking of my past and future self, right? So I'm always thinking of little Tyler 10 years ago who was aspiring to be like the next Kurt Cobain. And I'm also thinking of future Tyler who's like old and looking back on the Tyler of right now, wherever he is, wherever that old Tyler is. And I want to make both of them proud and content and happy. Because I want my younger self, if I could if I could have seen into the future at that time, I would hope he would look at me right now and be like, that's badass. I like that I'm going to turn into that. And, you know, I hope the same thing for my older self. I hope I evolve into someone who right now I think that is badass. Oh my, I can't believe I did that in the future, you know? So I'm, I'm always thinking about that. And there's a part of me that just wants to make that young, aspiring punk rock musician happy. The punk rock Tyler. And... I'm the, that's a lot of the reason why I'm always trying to do like crazy, like aspiring, inspiring music stuff because I want him to, to know that like, we're still doing this. This is still, we're headstrong in this. Like we're not giving up, you know, like all that passion he had back then was, wasn't for nothing. It's still there and more, more, more passionate than ever. <sighs> That's why this this is, could be toxic for me. That's why I'm always striving to do more, accomplish more, stick to what I've always believed in. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I like to think I'm on the path to success. I like to think I'm thinking of the right things. I'm thinking of like I'm, my head is in the right place. Let me say that. My head's in the right place. I'm doing everything I can to get to the place I want to be. That's the perfect way to say it. Doing everything I can to get to the place I want to be. So it's all I can really do, you know, and I think on that note, I got to literally like nothing that I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> the Joe Rogan podcast and Rick Rubin were my first couple bullet points on my doc, my two page doc for today. <laughs> so I guess it's a good thing. You know, I'm always worried before I start this thing. My cat is sitting here listening to me talk right now. As you guys can see, she's intently listening, just looking at me, but that's the thing I'm always worried about before I start these is like, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. And that comes back to the point of, yeah, you just got to start it. And so, it, you know, things will work out like they did today. So anyway, I'll catch you guys next week. Um, my wreck. My wreck. Oh, God, the cat is up there beside my spotlight. Fern, get down. No. Oh, God, she's coming over here. 
Okay, anyway. My rec for this week. Listen to the podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast with Rick Rubin in it. I he talks about his book he's writing, which I'm gonna buy. Um if you don't even really like Rick Rubin, I mean it's still an inspiring podcast to listen to. And he talks about his inspirations and things. So I, I think it's still good to listen to, even if you don't know much about Rick Rubin or Joe Rogan or or like either of them particularly. So that's my rec for the week. I'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully I can get back onto a better schedule of, oh no, I'm so stupid. Okay. There might have been an audio change for you guys there. I closed the computer I'm recording on mid-podcast. Who would do that? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let me know in the comments down below what I could do to help grow melodramatic. Uh, I think that was the thing I said before. Let me know what that ocean is. Um, let me know. I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Let me say one thing I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for you guys thankful for this podcast it gives me a good place to talk about things work things out i wouldn't have come to this tiktok conclusion had i not done this podcast so that's great this is already a helpful podcast for me thankful for all of you guys i hope you have a great thanksgiving and i'll see you guys next week blah 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 get on with it already i know so let me do my my outro um hold on Rick Rubin, forever. Thanksgiving, forever. Wiretap, forever. Bye, guys. Bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. See you guys.